Hi everyone and welcome back to the Secret Place podcast. My name is Mandy Wheeler and I am your host. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by and I appreciate each and every one of you who have been listening each week. Today I have a very special guest joining me. I've known this friend since we were very young girls um, learning to twirl baton and her family has always been a part of my family's lives. Um, I really love this friend um, because she loves God, she loves people, she's a dream chaser, she's authentic and honest, Um, and so I would like to give a very warm welcome to my friend Danielle Rieger. Hello, thank you for having me. And thank you so much for being here. So today we are going to be covering a very difficult topic of grief and grief is that really terrible word that finds each of us at some point or many points in our lives whether it's the passing of a loved one or a seemingly broken beyond repair relationship a diagnosis or any other difficult life experience and grief can look different for different people but if we're not careful it can be something that drives a wedge between us and Jesus the very one who is our comforter Um, so Danielle at the beginning of this year her mom passed away and in the midst of something that was so deeply painful I've watched Danielle's life over this year and I've really been blown away by the way that she has walked through this valley of grief and allowed it to be something that drew her closer to Jesus and so today Danielle has so kindly agreed to be brave and allow me to interview her for this podcast to share her journey um, to help those of you out there who are dealing with grief or know someone that is dealing with grief um so danielle what has helped you the most with coping with the grief of losing your mom um okay well first i want to prep this by letting you guys know that mandy is an awesome friend and the very quiet kind considerate one and i'm very blunt and like she said i really only know how to speak the truth so this might sound I don't know abrupt at points but it's just my honest truth and I just really pray that you guys hear my heart in this and just hear how the Lord's continuing to use this crazy journey so um what was your question what has helped me cope Mm -hmm. um I had to look this up I was like what does the word cope mean like I don't feel like I'm coping I don't know what that means um and so honestly I feel like you have no choice is the truth of it and you either get up or you don't and I've really just picked up a lot of different practices and really had to find like good habits I'm a very routine person and this like stopped me in my tracks of course so my mom got diagnosed with lung cancer um July June of 2015 which was a couple months before I got married and so she's been sick for a long time she was doing really great we knew she was sick, but it still was abrupt. Like she was in the hospital. We thought it was pneumonia. We thought she was going to get better and she didn't. Um, so it still was abrupt and you can never prepare, but, um, just trying to find a normalcy of life and really stick to my routine. So in coping terms, I guess it would be like, making sure I drink water and working out. So even prior to this podcast, like I told Mandy, okay, I'm going to go run. Like that's like an everyday thing for me is why I have to work out or I feel like a crazy person. Um, I 
was looking at going to a counselor just to find space to say all the hard things. And in search of that, I found a grief share group at my church, which we just finished this week. It was a 13-week program, and I was super scared because I thought it was going to be horrible and sad and terrible. And it was, but it was also very healing and good and just a space each week to talk about the things that you can't talk about over dinner with your husband, you know. Um, And so I feel like those are the main things I really dug into of like reading the Bible for real. I started reading like prophets, like the the people of the Bible, not just the stories of the Bible because they have terrible stories too, you know, like life happens. And so just really digging into how the Lord showed up for them and believing that that's going to happen for me. Yeah, those are awesome and really good ways um, to deal with that. So my next question is, how has your grief brought you closer to God? Mm, This is good. I don't know how people get through life (laughs) and the craziness that happens without the Lord. Like literally no idea. Um, I have really been challenged over the last seven months of like the cute Christian things that people say of like, oh, well, she's in a better place or, oh, well, she's still here with you or like, oh, at least she's not hurting. And like, we say that out of love and out of trying to find comfort, but people are like, people don't know what to say. And I don't know what to say, you know, and there's nothing you can say. So I have really just had to find the constant love and presence of the Lord in this because it's the only constant thing. What I kept reminding myself over and over. So mom was in the hospital for probably three weeks before she passed away. So it was like the day after Christmas all the way through January 17th. And we didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know this was going to happen, but just really praying of like, this is not a surprise to the Lord. That's what I kept saying over and over. This is not a surprise to the Lord. And I have dug, like I said, so hard into his word. Um, I've been doing Bible study after Bible study, memorizing scripture, which I never wanted to do. I mean, I've like always been a Christian, but I would say I wasn't like a spiritual person, you know, and like, I don't know. I read, I read, but I didn't read to, to know. I read to check the box, honestly. Um, but the biggest thing I feel like I've learned about the Lord through this is that he can handle all of my emotions. Whereas growing up in church and before, like, I knew, oh, the Lord gives you peace. And, oh, the Lord, like, helps you make decisions and is there and gives. But it's, I'm very hurt and I'm very angry and I want to scream and punch people and yell at people for saying stupid stuff. And knowing that, A, the Lord already knows I'm thinking that, but he can handle it. And he's the only person I can say it to because you're mean if you say it to somebody else. Um, And really allowing him to be there to handle all sides of this um, has really strengthened my faith in him for sure. I love that, um, again, your honesty plays through all of this. So how did God prepare you for this season? As if it could really be prepared for, but what are some things that he did in your life um, leading up to this? This is the crazy, like, I could talk for days about this exact question. Um, 
I would say I am like a very reflecting person of looking back I in any situation, even before this, I always try to find the string or the um, like link as to how all of this ended up happening or like what this taught me here and whatever. Um, I'm not that person that thinks everything happens for a reason, but I do believe, especially through this, like the Lord will teach you something specific in every situation and you don't understand it until it's after. And this is so funny. Last night I was watching a women's conference and she was talking about the story in Luke when the Jesus rose from the dead. He's gone. You know, nobody believes him. Nobody knows that it's him. And he meets the travelers leaving. And he's there and their eyes are closed. Like they don't know it's the Lord. And then he opens their eyes and says, don't you remember this and this and this and this and this. And this was way after. And I'm like, this is so my life right now of the Lord just opening my eyes and saying, remember when this happened, this is why. And just connecting so much, so much. So I could talk forever, but I picked a couple major points. So I really started getting into running over the last, I would say, two years. And this seems so, like, why would you spiritualize running? Like, it seems crazy, but it is so much of a mental game where I really feel like before I started running, I've always been competitively twirling and, like, I always made good grades. I was always, like, a competitive person, but... I like to do things that I'm good at and running was something I was terrible at and I had never ran before and just decided I was going to do a half marathon literally because I'm crazy and I honestly believe the Lord gave me that to build a habit but to build so much mental strength to go when it's hard and to not quit at mile 10 when you still have three miles left and just the training in that I mean I trained for months at this point I've done three half marathons never in my life do I want to do full that sounds terrible 26 miles but I really believe like the mental toughness to be able to go when you want to die and you feel like you can't go anymore and you have to pee and you're thirsty and your legs hurt but I think the mental toughness of that has absolutely prepared this season um I read a book last year so many books have led up to this um by Annie F. Downs who I adore she's a pastor in like works at a church is like a, a supporting pastor in Nashville um and she has a podcast too which I love but she wrote a book called Remember God and I got it. And through the whole book is her struggling with, with, with the question, is the Lord kind? And a question that us churchy folks don't ask because you just assume that he is. But what if something happens and you want to ask but you don't even know? So going through the book was, wow, I think I wrestle with this. But I would have never put the words to it. So really coming to terms of, is the Lord kind no matter what ends up happening? The big one was, I could literally talk forever about this. Dee Deer, last September, so mom was sick off and on in the summer, um, and then really went to the hospital in December for the second time that year, but that was when it ended up happening. In September, my husband was talking about joining the military and was going to join the Air Force. Talking to recruiters, like the whole nine, we were figuring it out, and I was totally fine with everything except leaving my parents and 
I was okay with my friends, finding a new job, finding a new church, relocating my business. Like none of that had any effect on me, but I felt deep in my heart where the Lord was like, okay, you trust me with all of these things, with your money, with your house, with your people. Like, why don't you trust me with your parents? And there was a lot of wrestling that went into that. And he, I had to surrender that because if we were going to move anywhere, my parents were going to stay in Georgia. There's no Air Force bases in Georgia. Um, and so I really feel like nothing, nothing even happened. No recruiters ever called my husband back. He obviously did not join the military and just like it went away. And I was like, this is so weird. So that I feel a thousand percent was the Lord preparing me. Um... In November, I finished a Bible study through Job, which was the month before my mom passed away. Job is a hard book to read. It's so hard because so much bad stuff happens. And in the end, he never gets a reason why. And um, also, this is like, I don't have a lot to explain on this, but I just felt like over and over and over, over the last couple months of last year, just randomly, I would be hearing from podcasts or reading from a book or from a Bible study and it would be talking about like the motherly side of the Lord like man and woman are both made in his image and we talk about the strong father and the maker and the creator and like all this big masculine heavy stuff but I had never ever 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 thought about or heard of or been taught of the motherly side of God is both. God gives women their motherly, their wisdom, their comfort, their guidance. And I remember being at the funeral home, which is right down the road from here, and being in the bathroom when we were picking out the urn and like the Lord reminding me of that of like, because I'm like, especially as I'm moving, we don't have kids. And I'm like, how do I be a mother without a mother? And so I think it was the Lord, like, just reminding me over and over of, I'm both. Like, she's not here, but you still have me. And I had never heard that before. So there are many, many, many other ways where I feel like the Lord has just, without a shadow of a doubt, you cannot tell me that it wasn't him preparing. Um, But it's made all the difference for sure now. Awesome. Those are really awesome. Amazing points. So, what advice would you give to someone who is grieving? What is like your best go to advice for that? Mm. As a person who wants the whole process and wants to know the timeline, the best advice I've been given is that there is no timeline and there is no correct way to do it. And so, I think. Especially when something happens, you have to really just be okay with being you and digging into whatever that looks like. So literally the weekend after my mom passed away, I went to California because I had a business trip and everyone on God's green earth is like, what are you doing? But I knew mom would have wanted me to go. I felt like the Lord would have made the timing different if I wasn't supposed to go and I needed to be away. There was, I couldn't handle it. I knew I would be better off in the long run going. Everything everything was fine at home. Like, what am I going to do? Sit around and cry. I did that in California and it was beautiful. Um, But being okay with 
not being okay too. There's still seven months later, days, every day, I'll just like cry in my car. If I'm at work and I need to cry, I go in the bathroom. And like it, it comes, it ebbs and it flows and there's nothing you can do about it. And for me, I found if I try to hide it or if I try to ignore it or I try to stuff it, then it makes me even more of a crazy person. It just festers inside and so I have to get it out, whether that's journaling or just crying or screaming or running or something, but finding an outlet and a safe person to be able to go to to say the hard things because if you don't get it out, it might be bad. And that might depend on your personality. If you are like very introverted my husband is very introverted has never experienced anybody die before like his grandma has passed away but nobody necessarily very close to him um and he processes internally so he has kind of like reclused but not in a bad way not in an isolation way but in a I need to process this and go play some video games by myself and get through it so I think it it does depend on your personality but you have to be okay with doing whatever that is for you and not letting anybody say anything about it. Awesome. Yeah. We all grieve in different ways. Um, so when your mom passed, I had a really difficult time trying to figure out what like you needed. I would go back and forth. Um, I would like want to reach out to you or like maybe I saw something during my day that like reminded me of your mom and like some days I'd be like, I really want to tell her about this, but then I also didn't want to like make you cry in the middle of whatever you were doing. So what advice would you give to someone, um, that, you know, like, like me, I knew you were grieving and going through this. Um, what's the best way for them to help or encourage or minister to someone who's grieving? This is a really good question. And this is probably something I've even struggled with the most is because when you were grieving and some like there's a loss of any kind did you guys know grief isn't always about death so you could be grieving anything my husband is like we did the grief share and he's even thinking he's grieving like his past and stuff that turned out with his family and so it doesn't have to be about death my grief story just happens to be right now about death but um I, humans are just humans. Like we don't know what to do. And I, for me, for me, I don't know if this is true for everybody. I like beg people to reach out to me, to tell me to say anything. Because for me, I've, it makes me feel so isolated. Like you, you're afraid people are going to forget or people are going to run away because I'm sad and it's scary and people don't know what to say. But I think if you are the friend of a grieving person at all, it's just, you have to know you're not going to say the right thing. The grieving person is not going to expect you to say the right thing. There's nothing that can be fixed, but to let them know you're there. And people ask me this a lot. Well, I didn't want to make you sad. And so maybe it's shooting a message and saying, Hey, how are you today? And not how are you, because obviously I'm terrible, but how are you doing today? And maybe striking up a conversation initially and then popping it over. But I would, I'm the person where I just want to know. And so whether you're thinking of me and just saying like, hey, you don't have to respond, but I'm thinking of you. And I think that touch just makes people feel not so alone. Um, 
and I just want to know that people still remember her, obviously, and, like, are still thinking of us, because it is so easy, especially after time goes by, everybody gets back to their normal lives, and it's still so raw, and I don't know if that will ever go away, but don't be afraid to, to touch and to say something, and you don't know how they're, they're going to react, but it's always going to come back in gratefulness, because they're even thought, you you thought about them. Danielle, I really love that. And you had actually shared with me the two verses um, that you memorized that were very important for you during this season. And I would like to share those with our listeners. Um, The first one is Psalms chapter 55, verse 22. And it says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never let the righteous be moved. And the second one is Habakkuk. One five, I will do great things in your time, things you would not believe even if you were told. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, God makes all things good for those that love Him, and I'm glad to know that God can use something that's even like so painful, um, and uh, allow you to like minister to others who are walking through grief and. Um, I know that your mom would be proud of you, how you have really led your family through this season and how you have grown in your relationship with God and as a person in your character in spite of everything that's went on. Um, So as always, at the end of a podcast, I like to um, pray for you guys before I let you go. Um, Lord, thank you for this time that we have spent together today. We thank you that you are the good father who leads us and comforts us through every season and sorrow of this life. Lord, I pray that these words today would be an encouragement to those who are grieving. And in our weakness and our pain, you are a peace and our comfort. And through every trial and struggle, help us to run to you rather than away from you. And I also want to pray for those who know people who are grieving. Let their hearts be open to hear your voice um, and ready to be obedient to help and minister to those who are hurting. Thank you again for joining me for another episode. Please take a quick second to hit the subscribe button so that you are notified when I publish a new episode every other Saturday. If you have any questions, feedback, or you just want to say hi, you can email me at secretplacepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next time.